Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby podcast. I am your host, Teresa Reese, and normally how I do it, I would read a poem from my book of poetry entitled A Strong-Willed Mind, Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. However, it has been laid on my heart to just speak on today. And so I love to operate in obedience. So who is Teresa Reese? I am Teresa Reese. And if you are wondering why my voice is so hoarse, it is my time almost 5 a.m. Central Standard Time. And I have been up since 3 a.m. wondering why in the world am I still up at almost 5 a.m. <laughs> so y'all get to hear me and hear what I sound like when I first wake up with the horse in my voice and all. <laughs> but I am Teresa Reese. I am the young lady who was born on January the 9th in the year of 1974. I am the young lady who for two years prior, well, actually 15 months prior to my little brother manifesting, spent one-on-one time with my mother. I am the young lady who, as I grew up in my formative years, considered my mother my best friend. I am the young lady who, at a very young, ripe, tender age of nine years old, began to imagine what life would be like without boundaries. And at the age of 10, who began to write poetry. I recall literally one particular time where there was a contest And the contest was at my employer. And they were doing this poetry contest. And I remember the poem that I had actually written. I accidentally left it at home. And so they had a closing time at around 11 a.m. And I hurried up and wrote a poem. That poem won the contest. I believe I received a nice little basket, two movie tickets, and dinner was on the company. And even though I won the contest, and even though there were times following that, there were times following that where I was asked by various people, Teresa, could you please write me a poem? I remember another colleague, she wanted to initiate a date 
with the guy that she was interested in. Maybe at that time they weren't, they were probably a couple. I think they were a couple. So she was more than interested and she was with them. And she approached me and asked me, Teresa, could you write a poem where I am asking him out on a date? And I was like, sure. And I was able to write that poem in less than five minutes. And she got a yes. She got a yes from him. He enjoyed the poem and he enjoyed the gesture. As time went on, I was approached to write in terms of my um, my work. I was asked to write for birthdays. I was asked to write for weddings. I was asked to write. And so I did. And I've been writing ever since. I am the oldest of three siblings on my mother's side. And I am the youngest of one other sibling on my father's side. I have a heart of gold. There is not a person that I meet that is considered a stranger to me. I will talk to anyone on any given day about anything. I've actually been told that because I am non-judgmental, this is one of the reasons why strangers can come up to me and tell me their life story from beginning to end. I am the young lady who loves to sing, even if she can't hold a tune. (laughs) I will be the first person that will break out singing for whatever reason, even if I am so off key, I don't care. In my head, I am on pitch, okay? That's all that matters to me. I am the young lady who literally will find a reason to make my children laugh. I love to see their beautiful, radiant smiles. All of them, all of them have the most amazing glorious smiles. And so I do what I can to bring out those smiles because for me, they are priceless jewels. I am the person who has been ostracized in the atmosphere of church homes because I had children out of wedlock. I am the same person who was told that because I did not pay my tithes and my offerings, this was the reason why all hell was breaking loose in my life. I am the same person that literally has witnessed my great niece coming into this world 
I'm the same person who has given birth to six beautiful children and has had one miscarriage. My unborn son, I called him Damon. I remember having a dream about him and I think it's just so amazing that after two brain surgeries, I can still remember that dream. And in the dream, he had grown to be a nice age of six or seven. And I remember going down this road and the road that I was going down, I looked in the back seat and I saw him sitting there and I was like, Damon, you cannot come. And so I stopped the car and I gently removed him from the vehicle. And I was like, this is where you have to get off, son. And I remember him saying so clearly, look, mom, now you have three guardian angels. And to this day, I still feel the same emotions that I felt when I had that dream. Look, mom, now you have three guardian angels. And I remember wondering, God, I know who two of the guardian angels are. The woman whom I called grandma, Ida Mae Jackson, that's one. Damon Jeremiah, that's two. But God, who is the third guardian angel? And I have yet, after all of these years, I have yet to get an answer. That third guardian angel has a huge question mark in my mind and in my heart. However, I am the same person who has made so many mistakes. Honey, I lost count so, so long ago. There have been decisions that I've made in my life that I thought were the wisest of decisions that I quickly found out were foolish decisions. And there have been decisions that I've made in my life where I thought they were the most foolish decisions. And I quickly found out that they were wise decisions. I say that to say this journey that I'm on called life, I don't always get it 100% right. But when I look over some of the most profound moments of my life, for instance, when I made the decision to proceed with having brain surgery. I recall trying my hardest 
24 hours prior to being admitted into the hospital. Mind you, I only thought I was going to have one brain surgery. I recall doing my very best to prepare for my demise. I remember trying to label things that way it would make it easier for my children and it would make it easier for my parents and for my aunts and my uncles to where when they were having to get rid of my things, they would know what was a part of my will, who and what got this and who and what got that and what went to goodwill. I remember doing everything I could to prepare for my demise. And it was as if I was running around in circles because no matter how hard I kept trying to prepare, it was as if for that full 24 hours prior to my surgery, I was running in circles like nothing was getting done. Like in my brain, everything was happening the way that it was supposed to happen. I was marking everything the way it was supposed to be marked. But when I would open up my eyes, it was as if I hadn't even moved from the place that I first started. And I remember this joyous laugh coming, this audible laughter coming I believe to this day that it was the voice of God because it wasn't my voice. It wasn't a familiar voice in the sense of my own voice. It was a voice that sounded, if I could, like Santa Claus. (laughs) And it was full of joy and full of laughter. And I will never forget the words that were spoken when I heard and you still still think that you're in control. And I knew at that moment that that was God speaking to me and he was laughing so joyously like even in this moment as you face brain surgery, you are still trying to dictate to me how you're going to die. You didn't consult with me to ask me If you were going to die, you've just made the assumption because of the statistics that you're going to die. And you think that you can control the narrative of what's about to transpire. But I am your creator and I have the final say. This is not unto death. And so as I stood there, and then I began laughing with God, a peace that surpassed all understanding came over me. And I had had those moments prior to that particular moment. But this moment was different because it was as if I saw the end At the beginning and not in the sense of my demise, but in the sense of God delivering me from death. And it was a moment of clarity because then I went back to another time 
when I had had a conversation with God and the conversation went a little something like this. Why, Lord, would you allow me to have a tumor in my brain when you promised me so many things that haven't even come into fruition? Why would you allow something like this to touch my life? I'll never forget what I heard. How do you expect to have a testimony if you have never been tested? And maybe at that time, I didn't get the fullness of the revelation of what it was that was being spoken to me. Maybe it has taken more tests for me to understand that part of the journey that I am on has everything to do with why it is I'm able to testify about miscarriages, about divorce, about rejection, about abandonment, about ostracism, about being denied, about losing my children, about being lied on, about being deceived, about losing my virginity, about having a dream that is beyond my wildest imagination. Maybe all of that, all of those tests were necessary for me to be able to testify during a time such as this. What it's like to be told no, not once, not twice, but so many times that you have truly lost count. What it feels like to be told that you aren't anyone, that you'll, that you'll never amount to anything. What it's like to be verbally and physically abused, mentally abused. What it's like to be discriminated against. I can speak on all of those subjects and then some. What is like to walk with God? What is like to surrender your will to his will? What is like to forgive the unforgivable? The list goes on. I was tested so that I could testify. I've heard a lot of times that God will qualify the unqualified and Sometimes I've wondered, God, what in the world? Why in the world? How come? I've had so many questions as I've journeyed through life. I've had so many moments that I've literally scratched my head like, why? Why, Lord? I've questioned so much. And I've even heard people say, you're not supposed to question God. Well, my question to you is, what relationship 
have you ever been in where you didn't ask the other person a question? How is that working out for you? Where you don't know their favorite color, where you don't know the things that get them upset, where you don't know their pet peeves, where you don't know what it is that makes them want to press forward, where you don't know their greatest achievements, where you don't know their greatest failure. How is that working out for you where you don't ask questions? Because it didn't work for me. As I started to establish my relationship with God, what I started to realize is that I needed to ask questions because there was a way that he was presented to me by other people. And I didn't want to know him through other people. I wanted to know him and try him for myself. And the only way I truly believe that I would be able to establish a right relationship with him is for me to try him for myself and to ask him questions. I wanted to be able to become intimate with my creator. I didn't just want to know my creator through the lens of writing on a book. I wanted to literally humanize my God to where he would become relatable in my world, where I would want to reverence him and respect him, but at the same time, be able to talk to him like who he truly is, which is my best friend. See, my best friend on this earth, I'm able to speak to her. I'm able to converse with her. I'm able to hear her opinion. I'm able to voice my opinion. We're able to agree to disagree. We're able to laugh together. We're able to build memories. That's what I'm able to do with my best friend. And so if I wanted to establish a relationship with God, I knew that there would have to be some sense and some level of relatability in order for that dynamic to work in my world. Now, I can't speak for everyone. I can only speak for me because I am Teresa Reese. I'm speaking from my own personal fountain of life. I'm speaking from the things that I've encountered. I'm speaking from the times that I've been told who people say I am. And it was the furthest thing from the truth, but it was yet their truth, their perception of who I was and whether I chose to agree or disagree, whether I chose to continue to allow my light to shine, although I was surrounded by certain people that did any and everything they could to attempt to dim the light. It took a level of resilience that I didn't even realize that I had until my best friend brought it to my attention. And once I recognized that, oh, wait a minute, this really isn't about me at all. It's about the agreement that I made with my true best friend, which is my Abba father, that I would be his vessel in any way that he chose So even when I was dealing with the naysayers, even when I was dealing with the haters, even when I was dealing with the frenemies, even when I was dealing with the relatives who said that they were for me, but their thoughts were truly against me and they would pretend as if they really truly had my best interest at heart. But as I listened to the conversations, I started to recognize, no, you really don't, but it's okay. 
Because although I see you, I've made a choice to love you beyond self. I've made a choice to love you the way that God loves you and see you the way that God sees you. And even if you don't see me going far, it's okay because you're not the author and the finisher of my faith. He is. But that took time. That took energy. That took me conversing with him. That took me seeking his face. That took me forgiving myself for so many wrong choices that I've made in my life. That took me listening to him and his instructions on how to hold on to his unchanging hand and not to throw in the towel when people are trying to push you to do just that. So that he can truly have the final say instead of me trying to have the final say and say it was him. That took work. That took a whole lot of surrendering. That took a whole lot of trusting. That took an act of God. I am Teresa Reese. I am the very person who was supposed to die, according to man. I am the very person who literally has broken hearts and whose heart has been broken. I am the very person who has forgiven the unforgivable. I am the very person who literally has learned Greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. And that I have a choice. I have an actual choice to operate in the greater is he that is in me. Than to allow he that is in this world to be the dictator of my joy. That took time. It takes energy. I don't draw from my own energy. I draw from the energy that God has invested in me. I draw from his fountain of youth. I draw from him because he is the great I am in my life. He is the one who literally sets my crooked path straight. I could not be who I am if it had not been for him who is on my side because it's been so many people who has tried to tell me and one way, form, or fashion that I am not enough but God. See, the way that he defines me is the reason why I'm able to wake up and give him so much honor, so much praise, so much joy, so much reverence, because the way that he pours into me on a daily basis, the way that he allows me to see my reflection in him, with his authenticity, through my authenticity, because of him and through him, I am Teresa Reese. It is only because he has named me first. It is only because I choose to follow in his footsteps. It is only because I choose to trust his judgment concerning me. That even when someone says you don't exist because I choose to ignore you, he's the one that says, oh, but wait. This one right here cannot be ignored. So let me give her a different platform because she is Teresa Reese. 
See, I gave her that name, not for the sake of you getting the glory, but for the sake of me getting the glory and the way that I choose to to define her is far greater than how you will ever define her. But if you give her the opportunity to express herself and to introduce herself, she will say once and again and over and over and over again, I am Teresa Reese. Well, how do I know her? How will I know her? Let me count the ways. She is wonderfully and uniquely made. She has been made in my image. When you see her, you see me. When she's operating in the full essence of her authenticity. It is only because I have created her in my image that there are realms of her that you will only see if you first go through me. There's parts of her that you'll never see if you don't go through me. And that's okay. Because I know who I created when I created this jewel. She has always been meant to shine. And yes, I know she's played the fool. But God, I have played the fool. But God... There have been times that I have truly been in situations where I'm like, Lord, how did I get myself in this? Now, how in the world do I get out of it? There have been times that I've placed myself in positions, not even because I wanted to be there, but because I was in the middle of trying to please a person that now when I look over the whole course of my life, half the people that I tried to please aren't even present now. God is good because he has been the constant in my life. He's still present and ever present help in my times of trouble. He's still present. He is my present. The gift that I need, the gift that keeps on giving, the gift that I've rejected time and time again, and now I realize, nah, I'm going to stick with him. Mm -mm. Everything else may fall by the wayside, but I need that one. The one that I know draws nigh, that I can draw nigh to, and he draws nigh to me on a constant basis, both night and day. Oh, how I love him. Because there's no one like him. There's a song that they say, there's no one like you. And you know what? That is so true. Because even when there have been times that I've tried to give up on myself, and trust me, I have. There have been times that I have literally said, Lord, I'm done. You don't have to. If you don't wake me up, Another day, I'm good because if going through life feels like this, I don't want any parts of it. I'm so glad he don't always listen to us. Sometimes he just lets us vent. I'm grateful. I'm grateful for the great I am in him. I am so grateful. So who am I? I am Teresa Reese. And I'm going to continue to be me. Whether folks like it or they don't. Because I know who sits on the throne. That's the one that I'm going to keep on reverencing. Even if I do it all by myself. God bless you.
My name is Teresa Reese, and this is going to conclude my episode on this day. However, do me a huge favor. Please take care of yourself because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye.